Well, it's good to have you all back. Usually a holiday a week is a busy week for most, but it's good to spend some time in, in amongst believers in, in God's um, gathering where believers gather in the church. After all, it's, it's his celebration that, that, uh, that is taking place. And, and with that question, um, just to ask you, how long do you celebrate Christmas? I say that most people think about, you know, how long do you leave your lights up and your tree up and before you take the trimmings down and uh, change the decorations around your house. I know we have some things at our house that we, the tradition to decorate and leave those out for yeah, about New Year's or so. And when we feel like it, get energy, we start taking them down. Uh, but that's not our celebration of Christmas. Or that's not all of our celebration of Christmas. How long? Do you celebrate Christmas? If the lights and the tree and the gifts and the shopping and that is your celebration of Christmas, then then, then that ends. I like listen to uh, uh, just some of the, the Christmas music and the, the Christmas station that I turned to. Turn to it today. This is just the 26th, and they like went back to their old <laughs> music. They just cut out Christmas music. Said, Christmas is over, so. Christmas music is done, so I guess they pack it in for the next year. Uh, I was kind of disappointed about that. What's that? They still have a 95.7, does it? They changed from uh, Christmas Eve. I guess soon as Santa got down to Timney, they changed the, the tune. Um, but how long do we actually celebrate Christmas? I like to celebrate Christmas all year long because of who we celebrate and what we are celebrating. The birth of Christ is just um, the earthly beginning of, of that ministry and, and Christ coming <coughs> excuse me, to reign as king. And so um, it's good to know that we know Christ in a totally different way than the world sees him. And that just reminded, what I wanted to do is just remind you of some of the things that we looked at on Sunday morning in Matthew chapter 13. And today I just want to focus, look a little bit at verse 31 about the mustard seed. Matthew 13, 31 says, He put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. The kingdom of heaven is like that. Christ's kingdom is like that. Christ's coming was like that. It was like a mustard seed that people did not see its full significance right away and they still don't see it and they won't see it until that kingdom and that king is fully grown the king the kingdom is grown and the king is dominant and in his place they don't see that the birth of Christ had its humble beginnings people wonder why Bethlehem why was Bethlehem the place of his birth the prophets had prophesied that Bethlehem would be that place notice it's Bethlehem not Jerusalem you expect the ranking that Jerusalem has in, in all of Israel, even today. Jerusalem is a place 
you would think the king would be born, but Jerusalem is a place where the king was put to death. The king was ultimately rejected in the greatest city. And so he got his greatest dishonor in Jerusalem, and his honor came in the, in the, in the, in the place people least expected. And speaking of honor, remember at the end of Matthew 13, what we looked at? People said this. Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. So when they said those things about his mother, about his brothers and his sisters, they weren't saying that to honor him. In fact, they were saying that, who do you think you are? You are not a king. You are not a mighty person. You are not a noble person. You are not a person to be highly respected or exalted. We know your mother. We know your sister. We know your brothers. We know where you came from. And so you might try to act like you're something more, but to us you are nothing and no one. That's what they were saying to him. And he said, in, in essence, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and in his own household. So he acknowledged their, not only their disbelief, <coughs> but their dishonoring, discrediting of him. <coughs> John chapter 1 doesn't speak of Jesus' birth, but it speaks of Jesus coming on the scene. And in verse 11, it says, he came to his own but his own received him not. He came to his own people, the people of Israel. His own people rejected him. John 1 even reminds us that he made all things. So he came to his own creation and his own creation. In other words, man held, mankind as a whole rejected him. They did not receive him. And so we see his humble beginnings like the mustard seed. Born as a baby as not only as a human being, but as a helpless infant human being who had to be protected from a murderous king. He was born as a human being who was in a helpless state in his humble settings like a mustard seed, but in his kingdom he will rule as a great king like a lion. The difference between the lion and and the lamb so we recognize him we recognize that as we celebrate christmas all not only all year long but i believe we'll be celebrating it all eternity long it's not just a tree and tinsel it's not just string of lights and all the flash that goes with that it is the recognition that jesus the man, the infant born, is God-appointed Savior and King, and he is King in our lives now, and we recognize that he is going to reign forever and ever. We celebrate that now, so we will celebrate that with him. <clears throat> that is the great hope. That is the great encouragement um, that we have, and that's our reason for coming um, to pray, coming to pray tonight. We're going to have abbreviated time because 
we have um, um, not everyone here, particularly Brian not here for his part, so we're going to go right over that part tonight and go into the, the rest of our, our time together. So let's go ahead and <coughs> excuse me, go into Andy's part for our prayer time and then Lawrence's part. everybody the faithful few praise God for you guys um, tonight let's just continue um, I'm actually it's funny to pick it back in on pastor what pastor is talking about let's just continue in prayer of thanks to Christ for this holiday season for Christmas um, for the gift that he was given to us by Jesus coming here that eventually led to our salvation and the gift given that was the sacrifice also um, sometimes, you know, we think of when we give gifts for Christmas as sacrifice, all it, but remember, Christ sacrifices life. So we will just have just two people pray, whoever feels stirred to pray, and I will close this out. <laughs> Lord, we just come to you in prayer. We come to you in prayer of remembrance and praise, just the sacrifice you made sending your son to us. Also some cares about us that would make that sacrifice for us. We ask that you just help us to be remember this as days go forward and um, 